you've been misinformed. The network marketing industry has created the most potted black millionaires in history. It's a model that you can just come in and leverage their services and products, leverage their back office, leverage their customer service, leverage their overhead, and you can literally have a business out the box, right? Something that you could just come in at minimal price and learn million dollar skills. Because I actually mentor people that I would charge $20,000 for, and people in my organization, they be paying like $80 a month, but you're getting this high level, you're getting this high level mentorships, the relationships, you're building relationships with people all around the world. So when people have that negative stuff, they either never worked the business or they heard somebody else say, oh, don't do something like that mm. because maybe they had a bad experience or maybe they've been sold a dream. But with me being a leadership, that's what made me want to start my company. I, I lead with values. Mm-hmm. I don't lie to nobody about nothing. It does take time and it does take work. Hey, welcome to another wonderful episode of the New Rich Podcast with Dr. Uye Abraham. And Dr. Faith Abraham, welcome back, New Rich Nation. Great. We're so excited to have you here today. We have a special treat for you. We have one of our favorite people here in the studio on the podcast with us today. And it's going to be dropping some really, really powerful bombs that is going to help you to take your life, your destiny, your business to another level. But before we do that, Dr. Faith, how was your week? It's been going good. The kids are out of school, so I've had to navigate that. This one's going to camp. This one's over here. This one's learning. This tech side. We, we, we work. We delegate. We're making it work. How- I see. <laughs> How's your week? Yeah, my week is going going good. You know, the kids are out of school. So yeah. it's kind of uh, good and bad in in a sense. So the What's good the one. the bad part? The bad part is that now you have to kind of keep them active in something. Mm-hmm. You know, they always want to do things. You know, growing yes. up, you know, growing up in Nigeria, you know, you, you get to play with yourself, play with your friends. Mm-hmm. You don't bother <laughs> your parents much. Well, kids nowadays, they want to play with you 24-7. And you're going to yes. be like, but daddy got to work. Mommy got to work. We got to make some money too. For real. Right? <laughs> I always tell them that, like, you're out of school. Uh-huh. I'm not out of work. Exactly. Relax. You know, so they're still trying to figure that out, you know. But yeah, weeks are going good. So we have a special guest today, Mr. Taquan. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Good to see you again. Two of my favorite people as well. (laughs) Greatest personalities ever. Great, 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 great. Yeah, you're doing great things, though. You're doing some amazing, amazing, amazing things. Uh, We just uh, all spoke together at an event uh, Mm -hmm. last weekend Mm -hmm. at the time of this recording. And my wife and I were talking how wonderful and inspirational you are. Mm -hmm. Because not just that, you're black, you're young, you're handsome, Mm -hmm. you're rich, Mm -hmm. you know, drive nice cars and everything. Pretty cool. Yeah, but before... (laughs) Life is pretty good. Yeah, life is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, the one thing we're talking about that we're just so proud of you on is that, you know, you're in an industry that, you know, is dominated by Caucasians. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of white, black people who own, you know, a multi-level marketing company. Mm-hmm. And what's more excited about it too is that you're young. Yeah. You know, we're just talking yeah. about how you kind of... You know, it kind of remind us of us. Like we're yeah. young, we think big, want to do think it big. We don't ownership. Do ownership. Mm-hmm. Now just like walk at the MLM, but I want right. to own it. So mm-hmm. we're just like, that's wonderful that this young age is being just settled for like, let me try to be the top, you know, earner, earner or whatever. It was like, but, no, I'm going to own it. Right. So we're going to come to that. But before we do that, so tell us <laughs> a little bit about you, your background, and how you got yeah. to be who you are today. So, man, I, people don't realize it, but I actually like grew up poor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, really? I'm super country, grew up on a farm. Like I used to shell peas, uh, just help my uh, help my great grandma, like uh, in the yard. I remember I was getting home from school one day. She'd be like, you know, if you don't come in here and help me, you know, shell these peas. Okay. So like I used to do that a lot too, man. And you know, growing up. Uh, that um, environment you don't realize because I had a lot of love around me so we like mm-hmm. in a trailer with like three bedrooms like 16 people in it but it's like that's like Africa stuff I grew up in Nigeria listen you gotta do what you gotta do yeah it's like cousins it's like your cousins and, and things of that nature so you don't realize because it's a lot of love mm-hmm. and then I'll never forget when I uh, end up moving in my grandmother when I was like 14 I like I mean, it's the first time you have my own room it's yes. like 13 years old Damn. have my own room back in the day we yeah. didn't have nothing till like we, our teenage years our kids now they are he, our youngest is 8 he already got his own room yeah I ain't have my own room I have no two I probably was like at least probably like 13 yeah yeah like you said no, just growing up you get home from school you go play with your cousins and stuff like that it was no it, the, it's times so much has changed now from like even when I grew up and where it is now you got the technology but I really grew up like Watching like you know my grandparents, uh, mm-hmm. my granddad like really being a leader and a father mm-hmm. of a household, really like running the household. And while you know my grandma would cook, clean, do all the uh, you know the domestic things, whatever, but they worked for him too. Yeah. And me being able to see that kind of like you know had me a, had me a different type of upbringing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I learned how to be a man at an early age. I'm out there, like I said, help my grandma doing like. Uh, field work and then I'm helping my granddad like fix some cars and exactly. like cutting grass and building stuff like that so I really grew up with those type of you know morals and actually I grew up in a church too so I remember I used to go to church every Sunday man like I used to I used to want to watch football but it's right. like I'd be like can I stay home today she's like no you finna go to church <laughs> so I go to like early service so I could be home by 12 o'clock and watch the football like at 1 o'clock so um, growing up like that kind of like you know taught me a lot look you know me I'm, I'm a, I'll cut you off but yeah, it's, it's not good being nasty is just because my mind is going. I want to ask you this question. Okay, so mm-hmm. you grew up in the country, mm-hmm. but how do you go from country getting your own room not till about fourteen? Yeah. Fast forward, grew up in church. Yeah. Now you tatted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you glistening. You got some blinging happening on the neck. What happened in between to take you from country boy to owner of a multi-million dollar business? Like that's a big leap. It is. I think I'm gonna be honest with you. Like even with the way I grew up, I never. If you, where I'm from, you made forty thousand dollars a year. You was that person. Everybody knew who you was. People riding around like, if you had a crush of three hundred back in the days, you was, you was that person. Like you was it. But honestly, like. I used to watch a lot of MTV Cribs, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, MTV Cribs stay up at night, man. It also put a vision in my mind of, like, what I wanted my life to be like, right? Because mm-hmm. then, you know, just just what I was exposed to and what I was able to see just on television. Because mm-hmm. a word around me was, like, it was hardships, violence, a lot of those things, man. So I still had that. I, just growing up in church, too, I always had a faith for just living mm-hmm. a better life. And I always just wanted to just to be a... Uh, to do something different and break generational curses, man. And honestly, watching that stuff gave me a bigger dream. It gave me a bigger desire to like want more out of life. And I watched, you know, just while my watch my grandma, and my mom grew up. I was like, I want to be able to like one day they don't have to work anymore. And I knew there were certain things that I had to do in order to make that happen. So I always was was thinking bigger, 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 like education and learning, because I figured out like, okay. This is what it's gonna take for me to get here, and I just kind of like follow that path. Wow, that is so amazing. So, what about your dad? You spoke about your mom, your mm-hmm, mama. Mm-hmm. So, so it's so crazy, right? Nobody really know this. I didn't find out who my real dad was till probably like, like two years ago. 
Like I had a stepdad growing up. The, yeah. Let's, let's slow down the tip a little bit. So tell us the story. What happened? So like just growing up, I had, I had a stepdad or whatnot. Um, and that man was mean as hell, like super mean. So I had ended up uh, growing up with him for a little while. Then I moved, like I said, I moved my grandma and my granddad to I was like 13. So I had my granddad as a father figure. But as I got older, people be like, you know, did you never know, never want to know who your father was? But it didn't really bother me because I had my granddaddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he, I was with him like every day. But like literally like two years ago, um, like not two years ago, about a year ago, I found out who my real dad was. Wow. And then as I built a relationship with him, God bit he he died like two months ago. And I actually never got a chance to like build a relationship with him. Sorry to hear that. I didn't yeah. know he was your real dad. Because I, I ended up finally asking my mom and she told me the truth. After all these years? Mm-hmm. Why did it take us so long? I just never cared, honestly. Really? Like, I just, because so when I asked. have a void, it didn't feel like there was anything missing. Yeah, it wasn't. Because like I said, I had my granddaddy there and I'm with him like okay. every day. like, And I was living with them, so I really had that father figure. Right. But in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, you know, I wouldn't mind knowing who my biological father was. Mm-hmm. But it was so crazy. Like, I literally found who he was like maybe a year ago. And I was up here and I was busy traveling. I never got a chance to be in a relationship with him. And he died like two months ago. Literally, like, March. Wow. Um, you feel like that brought any type of closure to you or just kind of that chapter just closed and you just... It just it. closed because it's like... It's it's kind of hard to be emotionally attached to something when you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard though, but I, I had all intention to one day, like just, you know, building that relationship with him, but you don't think that's, you know, he wasn't even that old, like maybe 50 something. Oh wow! So I never thought that, you know, I never get a chance to meet my real father. So it's like, but even growing up, the things that I taught, it taught me that when I have kids, I'm going to be like present, present and like actually be a father. That's why I don't have kids now. Cause I want to wait till I get married. Cause I actually want to be a father. Yeah. I seen that growing up, how my granddad treated me. So it's like, I want to have my own family and I want to like, uh, be an actual great father, be the household. Wow. Teach him my ways. So do you feel like growing up without your dad at home, did you feel like it left some void in you or you just feel like you just don't know what you don't know? So it didn't really make that much. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Like I said again, like having my granddaddy there okay. so it's like and I had a stepfather growing up but you know so I still kind of had that but when I realized that he wasn't my biological father like maybe when I was like 12 I found out he wasn't my real dad mm-hmm. but then like I said hey, it was my grandmother I was living with my grandmother at the time moved there with her so it didn't really bother me but when I did find out I was like mom I'm like, why are you tell me right. I guess I don't know what they went through or what they had why she was trying to keep it from me Yeah, but I just was like living alone Wow. And a lot of people don't even know that. That's my first time ever well, talking thank about you for it. <laughs> yeah. Rich Nation, we yeah. are privy to. Hey, I'm Uyi Abraham, founder and CEO of Vonza.com. And I'm Faith Abraham, co founder of Vonza.com. Yes, I we created Vonza. I want to make it so easy, simple for online entrepreneurs, coaches, and creators to run their business online. Because we know how difficult it is to try to run a business online. I have to deal with several tools and try to tie them all together, wasting time and money. Absolutely. And so it just makes sense to have a platform that has everything you need to run your business online seamlessly in one place, like your website, your funnels, your online courses, membership community, scheduling, and a lot more things that are really going to help you be the best at what you do. Vonza has made it easy for over 10,000 entrepreneurs to run their business online. So move away from the old and come into the new. Go right now to Vonza.com and get started to running your business online. Remember, Vonza is the best platform to run your business online. Yeah. We'll see you right there. Vonza.com. Vonza.com. Oh, 
there's a lot of things that um, I feel like a lot of times people look at the glory, mm-hmm. but they don't know the story. Yeah. And so they feel like, oh, well, that's you. You doing that. Yeah. You, you you made it. You a unicorn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not realizing no idea. that. Yeah. And it's like, it's just human nature. It's like, it's life. Mm-hmm. So if someone could just put in the work, they could get to where you're at, yeah. which is, I think, what happened with a lot of us who watch Cribs. What was Exhibit Show? Oh. Yeah, uh, Pimp Your Ride. Pimp Your Ride. Yeah, yeah. all type that stuff that really could. <laughs> it's so crazy. I tell people, even at a young age, that is a staple for what you see and what you take in. Yes. Because what you see and what you hear usually what is presented into the real world. Yes. And it's like, and it gives you something to look forward to. How like young kids, they, they listen to rap music. They listen, watch violence on TV, so they go out and implement it. Yeah. I'm watching cars because I'm fixing on cars. I'm watching these big mansions and stuff like that. Like, I want to live in one of those one day. So it kind of like gave me a different, like I said, trajectory. Exactly. So then from having like that as something that's just working in your subconscious, like how did that now manifest itself and like unfold in your life? Like, did you just start doing business all of a sudden or someone introduced you? Like. So, um, I, I went, I, so I was in the military. So I went to the military, scratch okay, high school. I didn't know that. Yeah, I went to the military, scratch high school. Cause my grandma was just wanted me to like, you know, get out and do something, get out of the environment. And it was like, I actually wanted some type of foundation. And honestly, I wanted some money. And at the time, it was giving out a bonus. Yeah. And right. I wanted to go because I wanted to like help my grandma too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause my granny had ended up, she, he died when I was like, like 17 or whatnot. Okay. So it was just my grandmama. So I was like, I got to help my grandma out. So the first thing I did was I was working a little eyes and job for the summertime. But I was like, you know what? Let me go to the military because you hear about everybody. They always harping, go to the military, do this, do that. Because I didn't know anything else. So mm-hmm. went to the military. Did get the bonus. Okay. I did that for a little while. Uh, when I got out, uh, I worked for a little while. And I was just trying to figure out what am I about to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, darn, like, let me go to college. Cause it was like, you know, I got this uh, stuff from the government and I was like, uh, I did some engineering work and while I was in the military and I was like, I was Googling like what jobs makes the most money. It was either doctor, accountant, engineering. Mm-hmm. Right. So I Googled it. So I was like, um, I already kind of have an engineering background. So let me go to uh, college and I ended up enrolling in Savannah State University in an engineering program. And um, that's when I got started in engineering stuff. But my, my life took a, Complete 360s turn that a lot of people don't know about. I was involved in a fatal, fatal motorcycle accident. Wow. I don't know if you ever heard you ever read that story. No. no. Yeah, I was back in my sophomore year in college. I was not. Uh, I had gotten a bad motorcycle accident. I was in the hospital for like a year. The doctor told me I had a five percent chance of living a normal life. A year, five percent mm-hmm. chance. Mm-hmm. I was literally like tore up. Like I had broke like thirty bones. Like they thought that is not. I, I was in a coma for like thirty days. Like, wow. Yeah, I was in coma for like 30 days. And I remember my grandma telling them, like, give them another day. Let me wake up. So before they would, like, take my life support, I ended up waking up, like, maybe, like, See, two days before. Uh-uh. That's, don't. That's, 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 that's been on your life. A praying grandmama would take Man, look, man. My gr- everybody know I spent so much time. Man, like, my parents, my grandma, I got the best supporting family. You yes. know, they didn't have a lot, but it was that love, man. My grandma mm-hmm. would, like, do anything for me. And, like, she, we come from a praying family, man. So the people that know, know my story and the people that knowing me growing up that was in college with me they look at me now and be like bro like I would have never known like I'm in little my friends pushed me around in wheelchairs like I had to learn how to walk again I had to learn how to eat again I had to learn how to learn again I had to take like a about a year off of school like it really like a doctor say tell you got a 5 or 10 chance of living a normal life because I literally broke every bone I was in the it's on my page I was in a cast for like 7 months a full body cast like I had to learn how to do everything over again and it's so crazy 
the other people that was involved in the accident, like two of them died mm-hmm. and other ones in the wheelchair. But I just kept fighting. Wow. Like I was just like, even, that, even during that time, I just had that mindset. It was like just that faith. Like, okay, if I stay in this emotional state right now, I was never gonna, I never gonna, I ne- I'm never gonna get better. So I always had like a, I don't know where I get my mindset from, but I just understood that your mind, how you process information, how you think is how you kind of gonna live your life. So the people that was involved in the accident, of course, they was in, everybody was in pain, but they, they were doing more complaining. But I was like, me complaining, being this negative, say the mind, it's not gonna help me get better. So I took that five percent chance, man. I remember, I never forget. My mom used to cry because I used to fall out the bed and I used to kind of like crawl to the bathroom and I didn't want her to help me. Uh, and she used to be, Crying in tears. I never no cried. No mom wants to see that. I yeah, she's just literally hysterical crying. And I was like, mom, good. I just didn't want that, 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 that sorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, that just wasn't me, man. Like, I just, I was like, mom, good. But like, I just had that, 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 that desire to get better, man. I, I had like 30 surgeries. Wow. I, if you Google my name and if you, you can pull it up on your phone right now. If you Google my name, Taco and Bernie, and it'll tell you the Savannah State uh, accident. And, and the doctor was like, yo, I, I, I never seen somebody come from an injury to be where to come to heal from. I literally hit 100% from injury, but it took me like almost two years. Wow. But, but okay, no, two years is a blip. Mm. A blip. It took me about two years to for completely uh to completely heal. Versus, listen. Okay, first of all, my mind is going five percent chance. It's mm. literally like you, but I got a chance though, right? That's how, that's how I looked at it Like I got a chance They were like We got to do this type of surgery We got to do this type of surgery We got to connect some veins Take a vein from here Take a vein from there Yeah And but I, I was like chance. I got a chance though So I said What are the options Well you could be in a wheelchair For the rest of your life You could be paralyzed For the rest of your life Yeah You can uh, You see it Yeah it's in Google Yeah Yeah like you could be Amputated uh, Whatever So I was like Okay I know what's gonna happen if I quit. Right. So I always hear people, your life, your life is. You can preview your life in a sense if you think about it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can look at my life and say, hey, if you don't do this, this is what your life could look like. And if that pre- presentation or that preview of the movie, if you don't like it, like a movie, right? If you see the previews, if you don't like, it, you're not gonna go watch it. Period. But if you like it, you may go to, you may go watch it. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's like I looked at my life. Okay, if I, like I said, if I quit, my life is gonna be. Look like this A wheelchair mm. Daily assistance Of somebody helping me right. Not be able to eat correctly And I'm like yeah. Like I don't want to live like that Right So the other end was Okay Ty If you if you do take this Other route You possibly could walk again You possibly could continue Your life You possibly could do this So at that point I'm taking this route Because yeah. I already know What this looks like Yeah, yeah. And me having that mindset Man I chose to for the, the, the put up a fight and I won. That's thank like God. a faith. Thank God. That's like a faith mindset. Amen. It's thank like God. I'm telling you, thank God. Mindset. Mm-hmm. For real, because it's like you did that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And now, fast forward to where you are in business and what you're doing for other people, too. It's like, I'm just going to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. You got to make the decision. You got to make the decision what you want to do with But I'll give you a chance. So tell the people, just in case they don't know, like, what is it that you do? What chance is it that you offer people through entrepreneurship? Yeah. Like, and maybe even before you do that, okay. maybe also to how did you get into your business today then that's the first yeah. question on what you do but so let's even foundation even, even after that even after that happened man it just gave me a different type of aspect of life mm-hmm. I ain't no graduating I was able to go back to school I ain't no graduating college and I ain't no get my master's degree in engineering so I have a master's in engineering mm-hmm. so I work for um 
I work for Kaiser Permanente, Procter and Gamble. I'm a lot of engineering firms. I did it for like six years designing. I'm a great with computers. I like uh, uh, program computers. Anything that, that has some type of logic or ladder logic or systems involved, I can build it. Mm-hmm. So having that mindset was like, you know what? I'm really great at this. Let me tell you the transition that really happened. Everybody know my story, right? I was working for this company. Um, I saved my company like $5 million on the software that they were losing money on. They didn't really know. So I created the software with my own intellectual mind, with my engineering background. I ended up saving my company like $7, 8000000 million. We had, a, a, we had a recognition, like a quarterly recognition for the company. These folks gave me a $25 gift certificate for all the money that I saved them. Wow. And five dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Go you ahead. You saved them millions yep. of dollars. Millions of dollars. And then you got a twenty-five dollar mm-hmm. certificate. A twenty-five dollar certificate. And that let me know at that moment how valuable I was to myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, and it was like, and I understand how people can stay at a job because they would have gave me like a bonus. I probably would have stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I probably right, would have right. stayed. Gave me a pat on the back, but that I felt so used, and I just felt so like I don't even know the word I can describe to that 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 moment. I, I just felt used. I, I did feel valuable. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like I was just a, 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 a like a piece to them or something. Like they didn't really value my my intellectual property, they didn't value who I was, and my like I said, my value. Yeah. So I quit. They tried to get me to come back. They almost tried to double my salary to get me to come back. I still said no. And it's actually I'm glad it happened to me because it made me transition into you know what. I want to impact the world. Like I'm sitting here, I want I want to make impact. I want to make my life more meaningful. I want I want more purpose in life because I feel yeah. like this wasn't purposeful for me. Mm-hmm. And that made me transition into, uh, like I said, entrepreneurship. And again, into network marketing piece. I have been doing network marketing in and out since I was in uh, college. Actually, I did a couple of companies, and when I uh, quit, uh, you know, quit my job or whatnot, I wanted to make some money, or whatever. So I knew I got into network marketing a little bit. You know, just learning about sales and it grew me a lot mm-hmm. Like uh, mentally And I would get like High level personal development For like a minimal cost mm-hmm. Yeah So And I'm seeing these companies I'm just like It's 200,000 people Like we talked about I got 200,000 people In this company mm-hmm. <laughs> These people paying X, Y, and Z Dollars a month And actually I said And I said The product sucks Mm. Right, like the services sucks. It's, it's not actually doing anything for a person's life. And then what made me, um, I started going to workshops, learning about credit, learning about financial literacy, mm-hmm. and I end up like changing my life through financial literacy. And I end up changing my family's life, and I started doing stuff for my friends. And I was just like, "Yo, I can really build a company to teach people what I've already done, right. and teach people to really come out of poverty." Because mm-hmm. I'm helping people with 400 credit goals buying their first home. People that never seen. $20,000 make their first $20,000 just right. do by real estate, e-commerce, uh, learn how to trade stocks and forests and things of that nature. So I was like, man, then I understood the model of network marketing. If I can build a foundation to help mm. other people get rich, okay. I ain't never got to worry about money. Yeah. Never. Never worry about money again. So I was like, let me get started. And then that's when it come up, like, I don't know where to get started at too. Right. Because it's like, there's nothing, you, nobody you can ask on how you start this type of business. Right. There's no really mentorships for it. There's not really people that just out here. It's like a niche feel. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like a lot of people that don't look like me, you know, running these organizations. Yeah. So man, I just took it upon myself again. Like, you know what? I believe in myself. I remember I was praying one night, you know, I was like, God, like, you know, just lead me the way I need to go. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing some research online. I came up on a conference that was going on in Tennessee. Okay. Mm-hmm. I literally, at the time, I promise you, I had $900 in my name. Mm-hmm. The ticket was $300. And I think the room was like, I never forget, I made some sandwiches okay. <laughs> to go up there. And it's was, it was this guy that was working with, he's supposed to have went with me. But 
And I would tell you, I did see, he didn't really believe it. I was going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm like, bro, I'm not stopping there with my company. Mm. I said, I'm going to use these services, creating all the stuff that I know people actually need. Because there's people out there right now that are struggling. Okay. They don't know how to, people know how to make money, but people don't know how to manage money and people don't know how to grow money. Right. And I used to be one of those people. Yeah. Go to a job and work. And like I said, transitioning, transitioning from um, understanding what financial literacy did for me and my family. I said, people got to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people, I want to help people get out of these, these situations, these, these, this, this struggle, this poverty. Mm-hmm. So I just took it upon myself and I was like, God, I guess that's what you, you, you like, you know what? Your purpose is big in life. So I'm going to let you go through this journey, go through all this process, all the ups and downs you went through. And I'm going to be able to let you, let you be a vessel for other people. So. I took my last money, I went to this conference, and I met the person that mentored me on how to start an MLM. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we're like this to this day. Wow, so at what age did you start your multi-level marketing company? 20, had like five years, I'm 34, 28. 28. 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20, okay, mm-hmm. so 20, okay. That's, that's a good little number. That's a good age. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You did some stuff at 28. 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, it took me about a good year. Uh, I, but I had started fixing credit back in like, before all the people mm-hmm. doing now, I had been fixing credit back since like 2015. <laughs> so I've been knowing about it after I uh, graduated and moved. I got in the financial list. So I had been knowing about that then. Okay. But I say like two years what made me start the Wealth Builders. Okay. And it yeah. took about a year to really get off the ground. But I was consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I used to go around asking people Telling people about it I had like a thousand followers On Instagram at the time So I'm going around I just I was happy Because I'm like I know this is going to work Well I'm telling you I, I had three friends with me Three of my friends Shout out to Cam All the people that was there With me in the beginning I had three of my friends with me They believed in me wow. And I was like Bro I'm about to start a company I was like Y'all stick with me I got y'all I got y'all. So I never forget, man. I was going around uh, and, and shout out to Mr. Two Weeks, too. So I remember going to his gym, whatever, and just kind of reaching out to him and his wife or whatever. And I, when I see her again, I'm like, let me my reached out to you a couple years ago. But she was she was like, sounds a great idea. But she was just so busy that she had a lot of stuff going on. But she was just like, you know, I, I want to help. They just had a whole, I think they were starting to had a whole lot of stuff yeah. going on mm-hmm. or whatnot. But, you know, she was like, just keep going or whatever, right? So um, I was just still going around and like asking people to help me promote it, promote it, promote it, but of course at the time when you like that, people ain't gonna really believe when they yeah. say you start a network marketing company. Yeah, I it, it. It. yeah, it took a while though, but honestly though, I get it though. I get it. I understood though, but I was like, you know what? Bump it. Yeah. Got my three friends together That's and I never right. looked back. Look back. We was doing an event and I was staying in like a 600 square foot apartment. I was doing events in my apartment and in my live, I was doing them every day for a whole year. Wow. From like Tuesday through Thursday, every day for a whole year. For, oh yeah, that's what it takes, that consistency. So what does your network marketing company do? Maybe somebody's watching now and they're trying to make some extra money or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So what does it do? So basically we help people build a foundation. Okay. Because a lot of people, you hear this, oh, do this, make a minute. Their life don't work that way. You need a foundation. You need something to build off of. Okay. And I feel like the foundation starts with your mind, your habits, and actually a vehicle to get you there. Mm -hmm. So what made me start the program was was let's help you change your habits Mm -hmm. of like, you know, replacing, you know, uh, replacing activity with productivity. Okay. Things that actually going to lead you to where you're trying to go. So let's start with credit. Let's get your credit right because I feel credit is the foundation of everything. Yeah. Let's start, and it's it's a community too. So let's start building a community of like-minded people. So once you get the credit right, start building a community. Now let's teach you what to do with 
uh, the credit once you get it. Credit is an advancement. It's meant to advance your life because that's what credit is. So let's use this credit to advance your life. And a lot of people don't know it costs a lot of money to start an MLM. I mean, like a yeah, couple of hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And I used that. I got to that point because of relationships and leveraging credit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I can do it, I can help anybody make a million dollars, whatever. Because <laughs> um, just starting out with the credit, um, we offer uh, forex and uh, and crypto trading and binary trading too, because I made a lot of money in forex. I mean, I lost a lot of money in the beginning. So don't think of one of them things where you gonna come in and <laughs> make a whole bunch of money. There's a learning a learning curve, but it took me about a good year to really learn how to trade. Mm-hmm. So now we offer forex and. Shout out to all my educators. We have some amazing educators, man. Shout out to Malik, uh, Sam, all the people that kind of like make that uh, vehicle drive and all the leadership to make that happen. So people come in, they get their credit fixed. They and also we teach people how to get. Uh, and like I said, it's like a school, honestly. Okay. Yeah, it's, like yeah, people, it's very like it's robust. A, it's, yes, it is though. So they come in. It's it's like a university. People come in. Shout out to my credit educators. They'll come in. They go through a course. Mm-hmm. They take quizzes to make sure they retain the information. We have automated uh, credit repair now where we'll do it for you. Because I want people to not just somebody fix their credit and you don't know what to do. You still make right. those same bad financial That's decisions that got you there in the first place. Okay. So let's educate you so you make that one mistake one time, learn from it, move forward. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Your, your approach to MLA is quite unique mm-hmm. but a lot of people when they heard of Eminem all they think of is like a body shape uh, a pill <laughs> a <laughs> tea, uh, some physical product mm-hmm. right so why did you go the route of services, services rather than physical product that people are used to when it comes to LMM MLM yeah cause products don't change lives services do information change lives so I I was about to do products but I was like I w- it wasn't no passion. I wouldn't have been passionate about it. Okay. And honestly, guess what? When you're not passionate about something, you find no value in it. And where there's no value, there's no discipline. That's right. So I found value in helping people. Come on, Miles Monroe. Up yeah. <laughs> I felt value in helping people. That's what made me disciplined for a whole year to put this stuff together and stay consistent because I found value in the services and the yeah. information and what it has already done to change people's lives. So that's yeah. why I got to know we start offering credit, real estate, e-commerce, um, and like I said, trading because those are things that helps you really build generational wealth Absolutely. and teach you how to build and run a business. Wow. That's so good. And I feel like it's also like the, the different things with the knowledge era and the digital age mm-hmm. that we're in that shift from physical products to Service. services and things that are online. It's just the inevitable. So mm-hmm. you might as well learn it. Yeah. So your business allows people to do that. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the C word that a lot of people skip over. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard, especially when it, it, no one is buying into what you're excited about. Mm-hmm. And you said it, I, I, I said, oh, let me count how many times he said it. But you said the word consistency yes. several times. Yes. Please talk about that. Because I can say for myself, like I, I have a YouTube channel. I've had that YouTube channel for what, 12 years, mm-hmm. I think. But the last year is the most consistent I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, it's a brand new video up. Every single thing. And you've seen the growth. And I, not only the growth on the channel, but also the growth within myself mm-hmm. and my confidence, how I show up when it comes to doing video or when it comes to recording something, uh, communicating my ideas. That consistency has done something in me, not just, you know, the channel. I mean, definitely I, I have it there so people can mm-hmm. grow and they can benefit, but hey. 
something happening to me too. Yeah. So like, but how do you, what's the mindset around when people, you know, don't buy into it or they like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I got you. But they don't support vision. Mm-hmm. And when people, I, you, of course, and with that, you get that pushback of like, I don't know, or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I just feel like at that point, people just don't believe in themselves enough. And it's the programming that you have, that you probably have been conditioned to think that if it's not something overnight, because the first right. thing people ask you, how long I make my money back? Yeah. And when people come in that mindset, I just be like, this ain't for you. Yeah. Maybe when you go through personal development and understand that nothing in life is overnight process mm-hmm. and you have to kind of break it down like yo you went to school for four years 18 years of education to go for a job to make somebody else rich so why with that same mindset why would you think that building something up for yourself is going to be overnight mm. you shouldn't want to be overnight because i was like i didn't get it took a while to get here i'm going on six years into building a business and i probably like within two years ago I, I had just hit a milestone but what about the year or two of me not making no money right mm. Or the business would make money, but me personally, I wasn't making any money. Right. But that's the stuff that, you know, are you willing to put that work in? Mm -hmm. You know, so when you kind of talk to people that could pass, I'm like, yo, you still got a whole life for you to live. So what usually happens when I see people is the people that say no to their dreams, Mm -hmm. they say no to opportunities, two years later in the same position. Yeah. And I'd be like, what if you just said you're... Yeah, yes, two years ago, yes. right. your life would be a little different now. I said yes to my dreams. I, I still could have been at that job, yeah, True. making seventy thousand dollars, uh, making seventy thousand dollars a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, but I said yes to my dreams. And I said yes to me learning and and using what God built me to do. And I said yes to make an impact. I said yes to wanting to change the world, and it ended up changing my life. Now my world looks different. Wow. Two years exactly. later, that is, that is so amazing. So maybe somebody's watching right now and they're trying to get some, you know. Big Business nuggets, you know, mm-hmm. or gems or something that can help them. So what are some t- principles or secrets or success secrets that have helped you to become successful today? That maybe somebody's watching and you can maybe just look at that camera and just give them some success tips to go from zero, from, you know, bring pretty much, you know, almost dead to becoming a millionaire today. What are some tips that you can share with somebody? Relationships. Relationships. Yo, I feel like this, right? You can have a great idea, but if you don't kind of have a, a people behind you, remember I said in the beginning, I had three people with me. It didn't take a lot. It was people that believed in me and they believed in my value. And I spent time building those relationships with those people to the point where they were aligned with what I was trying to do. So if I could tell anybody, because you could say, hey, go do this and go do this or whatnot, consistency and work on building relationships and doing things with integrity and being genuine about it and also be passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, again, where there's passion, there's value, where there's value, there's discipline and there's no work done without discipline. Wow. Let me ask you that question. I know Dr. Fee have a question too. You know, there's also this negative connotation out there when it comes to MLM type mm-hmm. of businesses. Because, I mean, frankly speaking, they are, it seems like the top earners, mm-hmm. they make money, mm-hmm. but those at the bottom, they're not making money. And seem like a lot of people feel like they've been sold some pipe dreams, you know, like you go make your money in like two weeks or blah, blah, blah. You're going to be rich overnight. And then it's kind of have this negative connotation out there whereby a lot of people are saying that ML, MLM is a scam or this and that. So what are you going to say about those people who have those negative or what you say about people having negative connotation about MLM? You've been misinformed and you listen to people who have actually probably worked the business or did not put work into the business. You've been misinformed. The network marketing industry has created the most probably black millionaires in history. It's a model that 
you could just come in and leverage their services and products, leverage their back office, leverage their customer service, leverage their overhead, and you could literally have a business out the box, right? Something that you could just come in at minimal price and learn million dollar skills. Because I actually mentor people that I would charge $20,000 for, and people in my organization, they be paying like $80 a month, but you're getting this high level, you're getting this high level mentorships, the relationships, you're building relationships with people all around the world. So when people have that negative stuff, they either never worked the business or they heard somebody else say, oh, don't do something like that mm. because maybe they had a bad experience or maybe they've been sold a dream. But with me being a leadership, that's what made me want to start my company. I, I lead with values. Mm-hmm. I don't lie to nobody about nothing. It does take time and it does take work. But what I try to get people to realize is don't think about the process. Think about the person that you're going to become at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about the journey. Worry about your mind is being a totally different. Worry. Think about uh, the way you process information, the abundant mindset you have, the gratitude you build from helping people, the character you build from the ups and downs. Because I like the ups and downs because it's built character. Okay. The struggle really builds character. So that means the further you grow, just imagine you have a toolbox with all of, and you, or a toolbox with all of life's uh, uh, hardships. And now when you get into the real world, when you really step out there, you don't build these, these tools to make your life easier to be able to build whatever you want in life. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs in network marketing are going to be successful business owners because you've been building these tools for so long that now you can operate, you can operate on your own. It's the best, it's the best, uh, school you can have when it comes to like mm-hmm. being a, being a real entrepreneur. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, you know, my I used to work for other people's businesses. My mm-hmm. parents were entrepreneurs, but my first real experience with entrepreneurship was MLM. Mm-hmm. And what was your experience? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Now, first of all, let's just be clear. Your girl was making money. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I was in college, so we was living it up. Like yeah. it was great. And then eventually it it dried up. Mm-hmm. But I realized hindsight being 2020. Part of the reason why I dried up is because my mindset hadn't shifted to the place of where I was trying to go to. So I felt like I had arrived and to a certain extent I did. But my and I tell my clients this now, like your business is held under the lid that you operate under. Mm -hmm. So your business can only go as far as your mindset goes. Mm -hmm. If your Mm -hmm. mindset stops, then you'll see your business stop. stop. Mm -hmm. And you have to hit that mindset up so that your business can now go Mm -hmm. up. And I think that's the hardest part of entrepreneurship that people don't talk about is that mindset piece and having that toolbox. Like it's okay to, and you said that too. And I, I'm just connecting this having that toolbox of different things that have happened to you, different yep. thing, experiences that you've learned. Yep. So now when you're in business, you're like, I ain't worried about that. I I know, I know how to do that. Cause I went through this. Yep. I know how to do that. Cause I went through that. So just applying mm-hmm. those experiences to where you're at right now and not being mm-hmm. ashamed of it. Cause a lot of people probably wouldn't tell the story um, of what you went through yeah. with the motorcycle accident mm-hmm. because, Oh, I was down and this, that, that, but that really helped to build yes. you up. So could you talk to the people and just share a little bit, like how you were able to take something that, so different that the accident and those things that happened to you, but applying those principles that you learned into business and it now allowing you to accelerate yourself. Mm-hmm. Not giving up. 
Because I could have been in the hospital and gave up, but I understood what? what staying consistent. Literally, I'm in therapy three times a week for a whole year. Wow. And that allowed, that could mean oh, two things. I could have lost some of my limbs because of the nerve damage and all the stuff that was going in. But that consistency and that commitment and that me wanting to live a better life. Mm-hmm. It may have took a year or two, but it ended up having me where I'm at today, right? So even during business, entrepreneurship, you're going to have ups and downs. Nobody is not going to just skyrocket in business. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're going to fall. It's just in, it's inevitable. for one. If anybody tell you they just jumped out there, they didn't have ups and downs, they've been there telling you a lie. Because mm-hmm. you only know what you know. To you, when you when you hit to that point, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to pivot and, and adjust to things of that nature. But because I have spent years and going through all those things, I was just building my toolbox up with with different with different weapons, with different uh, just like I said, tools and systems. Now, so now when I get to this place in my life, when I have hardships and business, I have an arsenal of tools that I've been building for seven years where I can be like, okay, this is this is nothing to me. Let me go pull, let me go pull this faith out. Mm-hmm. Let me go pull this consistency out. Because mm-hmm. I already know what it looks like and I already know what it I already know what it felt like once you continue. And at the end of the day, I look at life differently. Like, okay, if you I'm not about to quit to go back for something I was trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that too. Like it's if, if life is so it's already it's already been built. Mm-hmm. It's like reverse engineering. It's like before you build a house, you already have a blueprint of what the house will look like. Yeah. So you build back, right? Mm-hmm. So if I already know what my life will look like, I'm just going to re-engineer and, and go back wow. and build up the tools I need to get where I'm trying to go. But like I said, though, why would I quit to go back from a place I'll try and get away mm-hmm. from? And I don't spend this time, like I said, building these tools. Yeah. And I love, I thank God, and I thank God uh, for those experiences. I thank you know, thank God for everything I went through because that made me the person I am today. It wasn't just waking up one day being a CEO. I tell the people all the time, not about the money, it's about the experience. Mm-hmm. Now I can be able to make me a great salesperson because there's nothing that you can't, that I can't speak to somebody about. You went through hardships or you grew up in a, in a private, private community. You didn't have no support. I could speak from people from very different angles, right? Because I went through all those situations. When I spoke about it at the event, I lost a million dollars. And it, it, it made me depressed, but I understood I could have stayed in that space and not still be able to continue to make the impact. Mm-hmm. Or when I had my rent, I could have stayed at that space and not be where I'm at today. So now I could be able to speak to people from different perspectives. Wow. That's so powerful. So maybe somebody's also watching too and they are wondering, and maybe they're in MLM and they are, you know, they're thinking of quitting or they're not making money or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. What tips can you give to somebody in the industry? Could be product or service that can help them to really be more successful in the business. First off, join the wealth builders. We will definitely help you be uh, <laughs> successful. And always uh, re- try to reinvent yourself. Mm. That's super important because times are changing. I, I don't think the industry is the same as it was years ago because mm-hmm. a lot of people now are becoming more... In, uh, I've never seen them as entrepreneurs in my life. Everybody's entrepreneur <laughs> now. So it's like, um, you have to find ways to create yourself and start always increasing value within yourself and stay in relationships. You have to stay in a relationship today when market is a relationship-based business. Speaking of relationships, Ty, mm-hmm. I know some of the new rich nation is going to be saying, well, he's moving his hands, but I don't see nothing sparkling on his Man, Where I am his single. Where is woman at? What's, what's, what relationship you in? Good see, question. I'm trying to help I y'all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're flowing really good. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I mean, right now I'm dating, but I be I honestly be so I ain't gonna say I'm dating. Like I just okay. Yeah. I date a little, I date a little bit, but I be so busy like yeah. with the business. I don't really have like I make time, but I don't, it's not really my focus right now. Okay. And it's like I 
I feel like that the person I'm looking for a guy to send them to me. Okay. So it's like, you know, wait, wait, I do wait, have wait. fun. I'm not going to lie. I do have fun. But like, I just, it's not like right in the forefront of my mind right now. But how God going to send him? How is he going to send her to you when you supposed to be the one finding a wife so you can find your good thing? That's, yeah. That's, like, that's scripture. I mean, like I said, though, I, I do date. <laughs> I mean, I do date. I have people in my life that, you know, I care about. Thank you. But it's like, I also, you know, Are you ready let to this person. Nah, I, I think I am because I understand that what I need in life and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I understand that you know, have I know what a woman brings to the table. Okay. I understand, you know, a, a woman's essence. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand as a woman, I understand a woman's value too. But it's about okay when I find those things in a woman, okay. I will allow that to allow that relationship to you know to uh, to flourish. So how is it like dating rich? And black and young and dating in the Atlanta That's scene. A good how's question. that? How's that been? <laughs> man, it's, it's amazing. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like it's it definitely amazing. You know, living in Atlanta, it's a lot of beautiful women here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having money, being a nice looking person. It's like you know, it's, it has its perks. It definitely has its perks. Sometimes it has its downs too. You know, just having you know to date multiple women in a sense too. But honestly, I, I have a lot of discipline too. Mm. So having that discipline keeps me kind of like grinding, not having me all over the place. But like I said, it definitely is fun. And but I also know that I can't continue to do that if I want to get to this next place. So, so what are you looking for in this woman? What are some qualities or values? What's important to you? What's the top five mm-hmm. for you? I would say. With my upbringing, I would need a woman that has a biological uh, upbringing. Mm -hmm. Because that means that most of the time, we're probably, not say most of the time, we're going to have similar core values. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have just similar emotions, similar upbringings. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I I ain't saying you got to think like me. But, like, when there's a certain situation come, you're going to operate a certain way because of the biological backgrounds. I would never mess somebody over. I would never harm nobody. I would never get over an hour because that's not the way you're supposed to live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's just like, um, having that and a person that understands who she is too mm-hmm. a very secure woman and also like I said knows you know who knows what she needs mm-hmm. and I'm big on kind of, I can say I'm big on it but I'm, I like the I like the physical attributes <laughs> of a woman so uh, that and the mindset too mm-hmm. I used to think that like I wanted a woman just like she had to be just as successful as me but as I've gotten older that has changed. Hmm. Yeah, so you don't want her to be an entrepreneur? She could be an entrepreneur okay. because two things. I just talked this with my friends, man. You got to know as a man what you need and right. want. Right. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need you to be just as busy as me. Because guess what? I may want you to cook a meal or something like that. Exactly. Right. And because it may, it, I look at it like this, right? If there's a woman who's making sure I'm organized, making sure the house is right, that allows me to take my time to go make money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it allows me to like, and somebody that has when you a hunt, and you come home, she can refresh you. Yeah, she can refresh me or whatever. Both always hunting at the same time. Yes, then I don't need to be refreshed. She's not there. Mm-hmm. She's busy. That's yep. kind of what you say. I don't need that. Like it's, I know when to be a leader. Oh, look at them. They find like, oh, she like that. But also, <laughs> someone who's know how to lead and knows when to let me lead too. Because I'm super humble in a relationship. I don't walk. I don't believe in. I don't believe in uh, gender roles. I don't believe in any of that things. I believe in whatever it takes. Partnership. Yeah. Compatibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Me, take my hand with me. I don't want to, I want to also let a woman like, you know, be who she is too. And with me and Rachel, I'm like, like I said, super chill. Cause it's like, I don't, 
try to you know be a certain way i don't try to be bossy do you like, like it to f- like like just a flow. flow i don't i never argue energy. with people mm-hmm. i never argue with a woman ever mm-hmm. so i just i just be like okay let, i'm more of a communicator yeah. let's talk about it i don't like having low vibrational confrontation because mm-hmm. nothing's gonna come out of that right so somebody that just understand who they are and you know like i said just you know when they this has that flow and somebody that can give that's creative and can give uh, constructive criticism because I may call home one day having a bad like not say a bad day but things may not go right. right. I need to be able to talk to you about these things. You be like, well, maybe you should try this. I want to be able to value my woman's opinion and her intellectual mind. Yes. So she have a mind, but she have a body. Yes, I need, she the, have I need the, the Bible background. Yes. So you have the core values and beliefs. Are y'all taking notes? Yeah. I, I'm trying to help y'all. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, I need that, that. Marries well together and, and partnership. And I, yes. I think that's really important. A lot of times people try to put themselves in a box and put their partner in mm-hmm. a box. But it's really not even about that. It's like, what are you good at? Yep. Okay, this is what I'm good at. So, okay, you do the part that you're good at. I'm going to do the part that I'm good at. Me. And we got it. Yes, yeah, so, so now you don't, you don't lack anything. And let me tell you what a lot of men, I feel like I can say a lot of men with a lot of people. When you meet people, you immediately go into, I'm this, I'm that, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Then you look at it, okay. Where do I fit in your life at? Mm. Yes. If I want to be your partner, you already you already throwing all these things out at me. Mm. What you good at? What you expect? What are those things just too? So now you've actually have probably changed in the way that she probably would treat you, her normal way to treat you. Because now she has to try to figure out a way. Where can I fit in this man's life at? So when I meet a person, I never say, oh, I'm this, I'm that. You know, that's what I got going on. I, I dumb it down so much because I, I need you to just come in with the person that you are so I can get the per- I can know the person who you are. I don't want to date an image. I don't want to date a pretender. I want to know who right. you are. But when you present that wolf out there or uh, that that yeah. that boss or whatever, mm-hmm. I, 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 people just be like, like I said, where can I fit in your life at? Awesome. That's good because I think a lot of times, too, people are always trying to just, OK, well, what do you need? Yeah. But what do you want? And then they'll just take do that even if it's not authentic to who mm-hmm. they really yes, are. I don't want that. Be who you are. If you don't like doing this, let it be known. <laughs> like, just let it be known. Like, you know, let it be known. I, and I'm, I'm very observant. I'm going to observe things too, yes, but I don't feel like me personally, I feel like it's hard to build a relationship with somebody when there's no compatibility, yeah. when there's no equal energy being, because one day I might need you to be 100%. I might be 20%. Right. Yeah. Right. We're not always going to operate at 100%. Yeah. I'm going to give 100%, but they, that one day I may not be able to operate at 100%. Absolutely. My percent maybe 20 that day i need you to be 80 yeah and the truth is that's how really how marriage goes is seasons like mm-hmm. there were seasons where i was the one that was taking care of everything mm-hmm. bills wise because mm-hmm. he was building something he was mm-hmm. working on something and i didn't have a problem with that and i never made him feel like less than because mm-hmm. that's what we were doing at the time because i knew that there's a season that seasons change mm-hmm. fall winter summer yep. spring, they change so when it was that season for him to really do what he was born to do and what it, the time for him to shine I had to fall back now I will admit I did have a little hard time with that because I got used to operating that way mm-hmm. but when he would come back and be like man I'm so glad you took care of this I'm so glad this is taken care of I don't have to think about it or it's not on me it would like validate to me like okay I'm, I'm playing my my position I'm playing you know because if you're a team everybody got a position everybody a position that's, that's play why position play your position forward, be a forward yep. and we can win the championship together but, yeah and everybody benefits from it and we yep. both gonna wear the ring yep yeah 
Done. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so we're going to be wrapping up in a yeah. few minutes, you know. But I also want to ask you because I feel like another thing that a lot of people would that's also very inspirational, mm. different about your story is young and having your own MLM company, you know, as a black person. That's very very wonderful. So can yeah. you also share, you know, as we begin to round off now, what are some tips that you can also share if somebody in your space like, wow, I like what Taekwondo is doing. You know, maybe I want to have my own MLM or I want to learn how to whatever that industry is, you know, which I think, I don't know why for a long time we didn't have a lot of black entrepreneurs in this space. You're mm -hmm. one of the few that are that own their own MLM companies. You know, what, what tips or gems can you share that will help somebody? I would say make sure that you uh, stay up to date on um, the new information that's out. Uh, always uh, adding, you know, bringing excitement into your organization. That's super important. Like, I learned that growing up that culture is, culture is honestly more important than the actual service itself. Mm. It's more important than the service itself. You can have the best service, but if your culture is kind of dry, everybody operating out of ego, your leadership is all out of whack, people tend to, it, it could cause you to lose members. It can cause your morale to be uh, depressed in your organization. I like it. So always keep the culture up, you know, be honest and just provide value and just keep that, keep that morale and just do things the right way and honestly and communicate with people. Yeah. And always be willing to help. Communicate with people and always willing to help. Because at the end of the day, most of the time in the network marketing industry, these people be with you for five, 10 years yeah. so at that point y'all become family members and it's like you want to just operate a certain a certain way and I, even me being in a position I still talk to many members I can and just provide them a safe a safe environment to operate in yeah. it's like a woman you provide a safe place for a woman to operate in they flourish Yeah. so I look at the same way in my organization if I provide a safe place where you can speak your mind you can you know you can have feedback or whatever that means it lets you know you're valuable you're not just somebody in here that's paying or whatever yeah. and like I said what made me go to the service base regardless if you don't build a business these she serves will change your life mm -hmm. so at the end of the day i sleep well at night knowing that i'm actually changing people's lives so make sure the people that own that make sure whatever you're doing you actually helping a person awesome new rich nation y'all let us know in the comments how how this i loved it personally but y'all let us know in the comments what you took from this interview with ty i love seeing young folks just doing their thing and that's exactly what he's doing so we appreciate you coming nah, thank out thank y'all for having me you're a big time CEO so we can't Hell just man. hold you like that all day <laughs> yeah, yeah you know that's I appreciate that show. and also to, before we wrap up too just want to remind you all that please like comment and subscribe to the yes. to this podcast if, if, if you really love it let us know in the comments as well ask some questions too you know and uh, you know this will really help you also this episode brought to you free from vonza.com the only one platform for your online business so with Vonza you can create and sell your courses memberships funnels you know email forms scheduling everything you need for your online business in one tool so that all your business can be in one place and you don't have to be all over the place like it used to be so you can go to Vonza.com and create a totally free account and check it out so before we let Ty go I just want Ty to look at this camera right there and just leave it people with one really solid like 30 to 60 seconds germs that will really really change somebody's life what will really change somebody's life, man, I would say work on building your foundation. If I could just say anything, because without that foundation, even if you do fall, you still have something to build off of. 
That is so amazing. So how can That's people it. find you, hear about you, follow you, or join your and the world builders? So if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at WB uh, Bernie. That's W-B-B-U-R-N-E-Y. Or you can uh, subscribe on our website at www.thewealthbuilders with an S dot M E. And you can, we have free uh, weekly webinars that you can join. It's free. You can hear everything about the company and all the thousands of lives that we changed around the world. That is so awesome. You have any final thing you want to say as we close out? Consistency. That's what I took from today. Take that with you as well. Be consistent in anything that you're doing with love and passion. It's going to work out. You Always. That's awesome. So, guys, this is amazing. This is an amazing story of a young man at 28 years old started a multi-million dollar, you know, multi-level marketing company, you know, almost died in an accident, bounced back, didn't know his dad until two years ago to bounce back. And he said, you have to be consistent and give so many important, powerful information to you that can change your life. So make sure that you take action on what you heard today. And if you want to learn how to build credit, how to... Forex. Real estate, forex, all of mm-hmm. the stuff. So connect with world builders, you know, it's a good place. You know, you can lose learning, right? <laughs> so you don't have to worry about product if you're gonna like it or not. This is information, information and product that will help you. So we hope that you check it out as well. All right, that's it for this episode. I'm Uy Abraham. And I'm Dr. Faith Abraham, and we'll see you in the next episode, New Rich Nation. All right, New Rich Nation. We'll see you next time. Let's have a good one. Bye for now. Bye.